Hey guys, welcome back to the Black and the Beast podcast, where we talk about the beauties of being Black and the Beast we deal with daily. I am your host, Kirsten, and today I want us to have a conversation, or at least to give my opinion about parenting, and I want to talk about parenting in general, and then I want to talk about some parenting in the Black community, because like I said, the beast we deal with daily. This is not a biased perspective, because at the end of the day, how I raise my kids is how I raise my kids, and how you raise yours is how you raise yours, but I do think that we do need to have a conversation that is like open and honest about the things we can do better. Thank you guys for joining me, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, pause. Before we get into the episode, as per the huge in the last two episodes, I want to go ahead and throw out a plug for my book. It is called Something I've Always Wanted on Amazon. It is an ebook. Um, like I said before, I'm working on getting physical copies out there for you guys, but if you can go ahead and uh, you know just help out go purchase the book, read it. Let me know what you think. Um, I do want to bring out more content in regards to poetry and books. I feel like that's something that we need to explore a little bit more because it was freeing artistically for us as a community, but go ahead and check it out and let me know what you think. All right. So like I said, this episode is going to be about parenting. Uh, this is literally like my opinion on this and just observations that I've made. Don't judge me. Like I said, I'm not being biased towards anybody else. So don't be biased towards me. This is a loving platform. Um, you can let me know what you think. But first, I want to kind of get into the conversation of parenting in regards to our parents, because one thing about the Black community is because of tradition and the different ways we were raised in different areas of the country, like you have certain places where they were just shut up, don't like don't say anything do as I say not as I do and then you had areas where you like you meet black people and like yeah they still have similar traumas but there might have been more likely a situation of them to be uh in a a two-parent household or just in a more fluent situation I think that it's extremely uncomfortable to talk about it because in most communities, in ours as well, the idea of what goes on in our house stays in our house creates a level of trauma that parents don't realize exists. And I think that they don't realize it or they do realize it and pride stops them from realizing it or acknowledging it. But it's one of those things where at the end of the day, like, then this might sound fucked up, but like a lot of our toxic behaviors come directly from our parents the voice in the back of your head is your parents. So when you sit back and you think about a lot of your traumas, and one thing I've noticed in my evolution is a lot of my traumas, a lot of the things that I would blame myself for, not saying that my accountability is absent in the situations, but a lot of the things that I would blame myself for, like, yo, I was a kid. Like I'm 26 now. So like realistically for over half of what I've lived so far, I was under someone else's thumb. I was under someone else's guidance. There's a big part of the healing process that's eliminated in the fact that we don't want to, excuse me, we don't want to acknowledge where our parents are involved in our trauma. Like even for me to to record this episode, like there's a possibility somebody might get offended at the fact that I will say out loud that nobody's perfect. 
loving you the same is a completely different conversation than no one being perfect. At the end of the day, we're all human beings and we don't know. A lot of us, like I said, it's parental trauma transferred down. They don't know what they're doing because of what their parents did. And then on top of that, we have the idea and the conversation of there being a direct attack from the US government on our households and our idea of parenting. Men taken out of the households, uh, welfare, all of these different things contributed to those narratives. So it's one of those things where it's like, you, I, we ain't perfect, but we do need to talk about it. And so <clears throat> for me, in my opinion, the reason I feel like we need to talk about parental trauma and then just the things that our parents have done, not to us, but like to themselves and we were directly attached. It's like, I think that we need to open up a platform to have dialogue in a real way. I think <clears throat> our parents keeping their truth from us kind of get it gives them like a, a not a god complex but they we put them on a pedestal in a way where we suffer traumatically when they're not perfect and that's not fair to them just as much as it's not fair to us but i think that we we need to open the lines of communication in regards to real true experiences. You have more parents in our community that'll say, don't end up like me, then that will tell you what they did to end up where they're at. And this is, it's just the truth. Some of that's projection, but I know like a lot of people understand and feel that. You have men that were raised in households where their dads normalized either not being there for different reasons on an emotional level, or they were out like being hoes. Papa was a rolling stone, like literally. So when those men grow up, those recorded experiences either become a part of it or not. Like it's the same idea of the alcoholic. Like you are gonna have 50% of those men go and do the exact same thing. Then you're gonna have 50% do the opposite. But at the end of the day, is that something that we can rectify before they have to even make that decision? It kind of goes back to last week's episode about love. Like at the end of the day, you have to love yourself. And I think a lot of parents <clears throat> and our parents in particular, because of their different experiences in regards to trauma and access to information and just like they were, they were closer to the in the closet trauma generation. We, we can talk about our wounds, but they're the ones who had to like let an arm heal without resetting it. We are the ones who can reset those things because the people around us, the media around us keeps us informed. But those are the people that didn't really have, you know, an outlet in that direction. So in a way, that's kind of why I can have empathy because we're the generation that's talking about therapy. We're the generation that's talking about seeing psychiatrists. We're the generation talking about crystals and things of that nature and not going, oh, that's witchcraft immediately. Like we're the ones doing that. So like, it's, you gotta have empathy for it. But at the same time, a lot of our parents are extremely prideful and really hard to talk to because it does not matter what you say or how you say it. If they don't agree, they equate it to disrespect because that was what was done to them. 
it's not disrespectful to have an opinion. Yeah, you can articulate it in a way that's disrespectful. Trust me, I know I've done it before. Like I'm not prideful in the way of saying that. But it's it's a different situation when you are literally taught to keep things in. So it's like, I think that for us, we literally have to get to the point where like you have the hard conversations and it's comfortable. Like, did this happen to you? How did that make you feel? Like, how many of us can tell our parents that they need to go to therapy and they don't immediately get offended? How many of us can tell our our parents, like, that them helping themselves would help us and then they don't, like, take it the wrong way? Like, I told my mom earlier today, like, if she healed from her traumas, it will probably help me heal from mine. At the end of the day, I think it's innate for us to want to learn from our parents and to follow our parents. I really do. So for me, if you set the example for me, I can't, like, you shining, I got to shine. I don't have a choice. At the end of the day, I'm not looking for anything because you found yourself and that's an example for me to find me. And I'm still young. At the end of the day, you're always a parent. You're never too old to teach. But you also have to understand, like, your kids are not kids. They grow up to be adults. Children are small human beings. Yeah, they can't physically articulate things and physically do things the way that we can, but you got babies out here smarter than a lot of grown-ass men, a lot of grown-ass women, like at the end of the day. So it's literally one of those things where it's like, for me, in my opinion, we have to start to to tackle that. Our parents, a lot of them found solace in things that weren't healthy. A lot of them weren't there. A lot of them, even if they were there, they were so hard on us that we kind of didn't, not that we didn't want them there, we didn't want to be there. You felt like you something was wrong with you. Walking around the house, happy, excited, singing, and being snapped on because your parents like are tired because they went to work and did something they didn't enjoy doing all day. That's not your fault. It's not theirs either sometimes. Sometimes it's circumstantial, but also being a parent is a psychological thing. And at the end of the day, for all of the OG parents out there, I cannot tell you how to raise your kids, but we grown now. We just need y'all to be more open, make this healing process a little bit easier. Give us a little bit of peace and understanding. Remember that you were once our age. Remember that there was a period in time in your life where you did not know what you were going to do. There was a period in your in, uh, in time in your life where you were completely lost. Some of us are prodigal sons. Some of us have to go out and get fucked up and then come back. Like some of us have to, some of us have to lose ourselves to know that we always had it. Just like y'all even if you haven't found yourself yet. At the end of the day, you have to have love and compassion for people, especially the ones that you have to deal with. It's like that like conversation um, with James Baldwin, Baldwin, I forgot, I forgot the woman, I forgot her name, but like, don't go out here and like tap dance for everybody else and then be the hardest on the people that are, are closest to you at home with you, that ain't judging you, that's loving you unconditionally, just want to see you happy. You cannot do that. You have to deal with that internal stuff too. Goes for all of us. 
But at the end of the day, some of them regrets are not our fault. Some of them aren't yours. But if we got to take accountability and if that's all y'all want us young people to do, then you can do it too. Period. Like, and I don't want to sound like disrespectful in that. And even with that, we were taught to not sound disrespectful and being passionate. White people are not taught that shit. That's, yeah, we had to deal with the traumas of being outside and we still have to deal with them today. Like, you don't know what's going to happen, but white people live like that too. The difference is they weren't taught to be afraid of who they are so much to the point where we are afraid of who they are. Like, why can't we apply that in a positive direction for ourselves? Why can't you teach your children that, like, there's appropriate anger and there's inappropriate anger. Why can't you teach your sons divine feminine and divine masculine? Why can't you teach your daughters that, yeah, they can be subservient if they want to be, but they don't have to be because some men out there walk all over them women and don't find true love until they meet somebody that have a whole different type of energy. Teach your sons how to be men. Teach your daughters how to be women, or at least in the essence that is most appropriate for them. Like at the end of the day, y'all are the primary example. And a lot of us have to deal with the consequences of you not accepting your part. Why do children feel bad? And I say children because all of us have like a little kid in us that's sitting here mad, hurt, happy. Why is it that the kid has to feel bad for the circumstance they didn't choose to be in? We need to have that conversation. And yeah, a lot of it might go left, but at the end of the day, like the most human being person that you've ever been around, the most human are your kids. Came directly from you, no doubt, evidence right there. You created them. Like have that conversation because if we don't, Things are not going to get easier for us. Like I said in last week's episode, how can you have the capacity to love other people if you can't love yourself? And it's really hard to love yourself when your trauma comes from the people you share DNA with. Literally. I can get over niggas playing me. I can get over bitches playing me. I can get over that. What I can't get over is my daddy not being there. And then I could get over it, but he can't, at least in a healthy way, in a way that like acknowledges that responsibility, accountability on both parts of my parents. But at the end of the day, that conversation, you have to be able to be respectful enough as a parent to your child, who is a reflection of you, to understand that some of that's you and you don't want to hear that. You don't want to accept that. So go ahead and think about that for a few seconds. I want to go ahead and like take a a quick break and then get back into uh, the next part, which is kind of more for us and my my peers. Uh, We do need to talk about us as parents, too, because I feel like because we are the immediate result of like that group of people that were like the last straw of of acceptance and peace and all of those different things. Like they had to really break through shackles for that. And we're first generation mental freedom. 
So I do want to talk about like things that we need to do because we understand shit was fucked up. We understand we can't say everything that was fucked up, but we do understand it. So I want to have that conversation too. see what y'all feel about that. And then we can close out the show. Hey guys, just speaking in, uh, random plug, my book, something I've always wanted, Kirsten Smith, Amazon, go look for it, go get it. Thank you. All right. So like I said, uh, before the break, what I do want to get into um, is just parenting from a pure perspective, because we all have our opinions and nobody want to give nobody, <laughs> give nobody, nobody wants to give anybody their opinion on uh, parenting because nobody wants to offend anyone. And I completely understand it because I've been in that situation and I know what it feels like to feel some type of way about somebody feeling some type of way about what you're doing with your kids. I do. Um, but for that reason, because I acknowledge the points that I acknowledged before the break, I do feel like it kind of does trickle into ours. Like one thing that our generation has that might sound like crazy in a way, but it's privilege. We have the privilege to have people who advocate every day for mental health in a safe way. Not in a way that ostracizes you, not in a way that spiritually beats you up, but in a safe way. It's easier in 2020 for you to find like-minded people, even though we are all so far apart. Like at the end of the day, we have that privilege. So with that being said, like a lot of us are going through a lot of shit. Having kids in the 90s, I feel, was completely different than having kids in 2020. Like daycare bills, 1200. The 90s, great aunts, great uncles, cousins. That's who was at home, siblings. You feel me? So just that alone, the fact that that financial restraint and that most of us are barely making enough to even do that, like a lot of us are going to work to pay for somebody to watch our kids. A lot of us are going to work to pay rent. We're not getting much out of those efforts. And then our only piece of joy is our children, but then they also be stressing us to fuck out too. So we have to invest in ourselves in a different way. At the end of the day, we have to do what we needed. Give our kids what we needed. Fuck that idea of, oh, let me make a better life for them. Like, that's really dope. All of us should feel that shit. But at the end of the day, it's not about their physical life. It's like, bro, that voice in your head that's yelling at you all the time, that's telling you you not shit, that came from somewhere. Do you want your kids to have that same thing? And it is extremely fucking hard. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I'm even cussing a lot more in this part <laughs> just because of it. Like, I want this, to, like, this is real. This is really how I feel about this shit. Like, it is hard. It is hard to maintain patience and run after people that are getting into things and they don't know what they're getting into. Like, parental paranoia is the same for all of us trafficking. We see that on the internet all the time. That could have been like just a random story, a one-off for other people in the, back in the days before access was a thing like that. Like 
we deal with a lot of mental and like psychological trauma when it comes down to simply the idea of us being a parent. Think about 2016, being pregnant, and in November, finding out that your president is going to be Donald J. Trump. I woke up in the middle of the night because I was pregnant with my daughter and cried real tears because the first president in her history will be that nigga. And not only will it be that nigga, but the trauma that comes with it. Like there is true culture shock to people who don't know our history. Like that idea of if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it is so true because there are a lot of black people that don't know the different things that we've been through, the different traumas. That's literally what 2020, 2016 to 2020 has looked like. Being in an all white school or not necessarily an all white school, being in a mostly white school and then overnight being ostracized and then your kid is pending. Like, really think about those things. So for us, there's a lot of stress, even in maintaining. You could work a 40-hour job. You could work an 80-hour job. You could work 120 hours in a week. Literally, get home and still feel like you, you haven't done enough because the cost of living is trash. Because we've been in a fucking middle of a pandemic since March and the government's only cut niggas one check. And yeah, the unemployment shit was nice, but at the end of the day, it didn't do shit when you think of the fact that people haven't had anything to stimulate income since. Who paying, like, realistically, most people unemployment ain't even covering rent. And think about having a child right now. It is extremely stressful. It is extremely exhausting. But with that being said, we need to make time for us to mentally deal with all of this shit. Give yourself like an hour a day. Put the kids to sleep. Give yourself like an hour a, a hour a day to breathe. Smoke you a little something, drink you a little something, do what you got to do, but you have to free yourself and do it in a healthy way. Yeah, I said smoke and drink, but like some people can do that and not fuck themselves up. But do what you have to do in a healthy way, because at the end of the day, we are human beings, too. And a lot of our parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So we're figuring out how to show love and compassion in a healthy way on our own and from the people around us who are figuring it out, too. And then the world want to tell you how you should do it. Assimilation want to tell you how you should do it. And that's not, that's not easy. Some of us need therapy. That's it. Some of us need a source. It has been hard our whole lives. Some of us need something to believe in. And yeah, your kids are up there, but you need something that you could be passionate in that'll make a difference in your life. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us ain't living. We just being parents. And what happens when your kids leave and all you know how to do is be a parent? Be passionate about something. Find something to, to create, to give to this world that ain't going to talk back, 
that you don't have to teach. That was a part of your existence before your children got here. And yes, they are here, but they are not to your detriment. They're a blessing. They can add to that. They can learn from that. Sometimes that is all you have. So it's like at the end of the day, we really have to sit and prioritize ourselves differently. Even though when we were kids, we were taught to shut up. We were taught to ignore this shit. We were taught to act like certain problems don't exist. We were so taught to act like problem, problematic behaviors should have just been hidden. We were taught a lot of fucked up shit, bro. But we don't have to do that shit to our kids. Conversations about should you beat your kids? Should you not? Should you talk to your kids? Should you not? Maybe if you figured out a way to invest in your mental health, and this is going to probably piss somebody off, but invest in your mental health in a way where you have patience so you can stop and breathe in the midst of the chaos that comes with creating, that comes with learning. If you can't do that, or if you don't do that, like how are you going to be able to in a healthy way raise your children? Literally, you have to invest in something that's going to bring you peace and anchor you. Cause this shit is not easy. And mine is only three and one. And they just learn how to talk more. And I'm learning that that shit kind of just piss you off. Even though you enjoy it, piss you off. And that's like not even in a negative way. Like they, they, they too smart. But either way, it's one of those things where I really feel like we got to stop being so hard on ourselves because a lot of us weren't given a, a blueprint that was healthy. And if we had it, it was taken away from us. We just have to get to a point where we can stand firm in ourselves and the fact that like these human beings might blame us someday and we got to do everything in our power to not be the reason. And sometimes that means you following your, your true like essence and the beauty that God put in you and showing them what it looked like. Can't be at home depressed and in the bed all day because your kid's just going to be depressed and in the bed all day. That's all they know. You can't tell your kids to go to church and then you leave halfway through. You cannot tell your kids that they need to go and study and you don't read. You cannot do certain things and not be the example. That archaic thought process is dead. It don't work and we know that. So we can accept it now. And we can have a healthy conversation about swallowing our pride and seeing what we can do better for ourselves to show our children something different. Because if you stop and breathe for 10 seconds, they're going to do it too. Simple as that. Trust me. Like I said, three and one, I already see it. They copy each other all day. So... Let me know what y'all think about that, what y'all feel about that. But I do think parenting is a very complicated conversation in the black community because a lot of parents only, a lot, a lot of people only had their kids. 
So when you try to tell them what to do with their kids, that's literally a firefight waiting to happen. That is all they have. All. You ain't about to take that and do what you want with it. But we need to have a conversation, not so much about the kids, because they're going to learn what they're going to learn. And you're going to influence in the way that's out of your control more than the way that's in it. We need to have a conversation about us and how we can do this in a healthy way. But that wraps wraps up that part of the episode. You know me. I want to talk a little bit more and do some shout outs or a shout out. And uh, I'm going to let y'all go. Peace. All right, it wouldn't be Black and the Beast without a shout out before we go. So I'm going to go ahead and shout out, I'll just say it as my cousin, because, you know, we keep it in a family, but we also keep it out. So if you know somebody that is pursuing their dreams on some creative shit, let me know and they can get a shout out too. Uh, but this is my cousin, Javea. She actually is, like I, like I always say, Black is not a monolith. So this is a different type of like vlog. So a lot of times you hear people just talking about their lives and all of that shit. This is more or less for us as a people and this is a different perspective and she's probably gonna be shocked to hear me explain it this way but the way that I look at it as a lot of us we have problems when it comes down to discipline and organization a lot of us have mental health problems that's because we got clutter in the inside and it's projected on the outside you it's you can see it so when I look at this the way that I receive it because I follow too but the way that I receive it is you're teaching people how to set up planners in a way that is creative and enticing a lot of people would think that that's not necessarily the most exciting thing to look at but if you make it a process and experience for others then they can make it one for themselves I took it upon myself to start writing uh, in a journal every day and it's like one of those I am affirmation journals and like doing that actually is a, a part of my process now and it's peaceful And so I feel like even if it comes down to like, even if you're not with the affirmations and stuff like that, like go ahead and like start planning your day out and then getting to the end of it and reaping the reward of feeling like you were productive and you did what you wanted to do. Because a lot of us be sitting up in the middle of the night mad because we ain't get shit done and we knew what we had to do the whole time. Sometimes you just got to put the pen to the paper, the stickers to the paper and be creative and do that shit in a way that's fun, exciting for you in a way that's going to get you to go back and look at it. But like I said, uh, you can go ahead and check that out. It's different. And it's something that I feel like all of us can gain something from on some real shit. And it's, it's, it's like not someone yelling at you to tell you to do it. But it's at planning underscore my own magic. Uh, also on YouTube, planning my own magic. Go ahead and subscribe. Show your support. I'll definitely support back. And like I always say, support your peoples. Thank you for joining And have an amazing, affirmed day. Love you guys. Bye.